Hi, welcome everybody to May I Interrupt, a slightly irreverent podcast, broadcast, and interview uh, method for us to be able to communicate with some of the key people within the field of eye care. My name is Craig Norman. This fellow is Dr. Jason Jedlicka, and we're really looking forward to having an interesting talk this morning. May I Interrupt is sponsored by Oculus. We thank very much uh, and think that today should be pretty good. Dave, four or three of the American Academy of three. Optometry? Three, yeah. Day three? Yeah. Feels like four. Uh, not to me. I feel oh. like I just got here, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. Loving the meeting, loving spending time with you, Craig. Right. And our great guests. Uh, for sure. By the way, uh, nice glasses again today. I see you're wearing a different frame every day. Yeah. I like keeping it fresh for the audience. Yeah, good. Um, matches your outfit there. At least there was something I changed every Ursula day. Ursula tell you which ones to wear today? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> you can go on. We can get Maria okay. up here. Okay. So our what guest today is Dr. Maria Walker. Right. right. Welcome, Maria. Come on in. Thank you. Right over here. Thank you. We're very excited Hi, to have Maria. you here today. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Get up in my director's yeah, chair here. Of course. So, Maria, how's life? Life is good. Life is good. This is uh, actually it's a big week for me. My birthday was yesterday. I also got engaged. Whoa! Yeah. So Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so ba based on this, does your hand hurt from? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like whoa. <laughs> right. You thought this Straight was. You thought this was off the top <laughs> right. of my head. I wonder how. That's you know, I wonder sparkle. if you like catch the neon blue in that. See the sparkle there yeah. from our yeah. sign. Right? Okay, so the engagement is really just this week, or yesterday? On my oh, birthday. Wow. yeah, because yeah. you were really talking about it two days ago, kind of like I'm hoping. I was joking soon, about it, and then it happens really? the next yeah, day. Yeah, I was joking That's so about awesome. Predicting taking bets on when he was right. going to do it. Right, That's so awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. That, uh, we're all very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. So Maria, we know you as a uh, contact lens fitter par excellence, along with other things. So. Uh, tell me what's, what's going on in contact lenses with you. So I'm doing, I just, I also finished my PhD this year. So I guess my yeah. year is, is a good one. Um, so my PhD work, as you, as you know. You try to accomplish a little more. <laughs> right. Um, right. As you know, it's, uh, I did my PhD on scleral lenses. So that's kind of my my niche. Um, but I actually have a, a wet lab now. So I, oh, I'm in the process of, you know, incubating and refrigerating and doing cell cultures and all the oh, basic science wow. stuff. So one of the projects that we're working on, so I'm kind of focusing on keratoconus and the different lenses and the different inflammatory impacts of the mm -hmm. different types of lenses on, on the disease progression. Because we know with, with keratoconus, there's a stronger and stronger inflammatory component that we're starting to understand. So um, that's kind of my niche and like how we can use scleral lenses to learn about the disease but also in the future like long term like use therapeutics and actually right. uh, use the device so i'm really into the therapeutic use of a scleral lens like okay now we know a little bit about what's in the fluid reservoir uh some of it we like some of it we don't like but now it's like okay well let's capitalize on this you know fluid reservoir that can be used as a res as a depot for medications and yeah. that sort of thing. so that's kind of my space i still do some myopia stuff i'm an investigator on the blink study so um i do i'm, I'm super interested in the like combination treatment sure. of contact lenses with different therapeutics so have that a little like i would say that's my like 
half a day a week, I kind of right. get my feet right. wet on that a little bit. But. So we failed to mention you're from University of Houston, yes. right? Yes. And of course, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going on there. I mean, I think what's happened with the program, but more particularly in research over the last few years, is really incredible. Yeah, you know that yeah. my understanding is they're the only college in the country that has a lathe, right? I don't know. You guys have a lathe? Have a lathe. You make your own lenses? <laughs> I know we have one. I don't See? know if we're the only ones. Yeah, we I have a lathe. That you don't it's have great. a lathe yet? No. Well, I'll well, have to stop that I can actually make a square lens. Well, put it this way. Yeah, you have to have somebody who knows how to work a lathe. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the problem, right? Um, yeah, we have. So Jason Marsak has a lathe. Yeah. Um, and actually, we're probably getting another lathe. We just recruited um, Gunyang Yoon. Yeah, yeah, I heard Who's that. a big guy, right. yeah, up in Rochester. And so he's doing wave front and keratoconus, yeah. um, like uh, adaptation to the wave front guided. So yeah, we're making, we do, we lathe, we make wave front guided lenses. Right. Um, and yeah, so we make them in house for patients. And then, but not all the lenses we work. I would say that's a small percentage of what we do it's rather involved but we mm -hmm. have it and jason uses it for his clinical studies as yeah well, so. yeah even though these are highly automated you know machines today it's still a lot of know-how that goes well, into right. you've got work. the the software and the cad program and the right. you know design because he's designing his own sure. lenses and parameters so you know yeah. lots of big you know this for yeah, your, sure. your zen stuff but uh, yeah. yeah yeah i think you know the the research that you do is so needed and i think that you know as scleral lenses grew and became this huge part of what we do the the information about the impact of them was lacking and i think we've all recognized for the last 10 years gosh we need to do more research around scleral lenses and there's not a lot of people doing that mm -hmm. and so what you're doing is actually yeah. huge for all of us who fit them and, and prescribe them um, is there anything you can share about what you're doing right now? I was, just, that, I was like, let me share. That's like, share. Uh, you know, that you can actually share. Sure, sure, um, absolutely. We'd love to learn more, so. Yeah, so um, actually after this, I'm going to meet with Greg Denier, who's co-authoring a paper with me and really cool. So I mentioned like the cell culture and I, I collect the fluid reservoir. So we're actually, so, and then midday fogging. So when you get debris that accumulates in that fluid reservoir. So. We have new data and actually I'm presenting on it today at 345 in one of the paper sessions. But basically we've taken the fluid reservoir and we culture it in very small little like one millimeter dishes that we've grown epithelial cells in. And what we're looking at is what is the inflammatory response of an epithelial cell to this fluid right. just in the in ex vivo environment. And so um, I, I did not think that this was going to happen because we've been saying, oh, midday fog is not inflammatory. It doesn't really seem to be inflammatory. It is. <laughs> so that, that's the big takeaway. Is we, so we culture the cells with this fluid and then we look at, basically we look at mRNA and translation. So if you remember like translation, transcription. So when the cell is in an inflamed environment, it's going to send basically transcription factors, little things into the nucleus to make proteins that are inflammatory. So MMP9, everyone knows MMP9, that's the easy right. one. So we've shown using our experiments that when you culture the cells with the midday fogging, they have way more of an inflammatory response. They start to make more proteins like MMP9, 
we're still trying to figure out exactly which ones they're making, why, like what it is that's in the fluid reservoir. Because we actually see, even with the non-midday foggers, yeah. they have some inflammatory some. response. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely less. The association with midday fogging is, is huge. Um, I would say it has probably something to do, you probably know about the paper that was published a couple of years ago that looked at neutrophils, mm -hmm. um, which are the most common immune mm -hmm. cells in the body. Um, and so those would definitely cause <laughs> this type of reaction. So it might be that they're in there. It might be something that we call soluble factors, which is proteins, most lipids yep. um, that they're making. There's so many thousands of proteins and lipids in these these fluid reservoirs. But so once you identify this and you're going through this process, what's the next step? So, so the next step is really, it, it, it's multi-pronged, right? So we can go deeper into really trying to figure out what it is that's in there that's causing it, or we can skip that step, and I'll tell you we're doing both kind of simultaneously, and go right to does this reduce with any of the other application solutions, right? Sure. So, and then again, another step, how do we make an application solution right. that doesn't cause right. this? Right. Where, where's right. the therapeutic use? Um, so I'm kind of going, you know, the, the one is really exciting for clinicians. Like, okay, so what do I do about it? What do I put in there that reduces this? So we're looking at different preservative-free artificial tears. Of course, every every one of the products that's already approved for for use um, with scars, and then the ones that aren't that we use off-label. Um, and so we're looking at those different solutions. So I think that's the real, like, clinical excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, on the back end, you really want to know what's in there that's causing it if you're going to be developing a therapeutic that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, let's see what's on the market, that easy part. So I've got a master's student who's working on, on that. Now. Right. You know, and from a clinical perspective, as just a fitter who wants the best for my patient, one other thing I'd love to know is, is there anything that helps me to understand why one person might... Or, or is, is, are there different subgroups of foggers? You know, here's the fogger of the patient with keratoconus versus here's a fogger of the OSD patient. Mm -hmm. Well, our OSD patients have five times more. Mm -hmm. You know, is there any way to tease it apart uh, with clinical immediate application to us as fitters as opposed to just from a building better products behind the scenes mm -hmm. standpoint? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. So yes, I agree that there's, we tend to kind of classify it into sort of three groups. One is like the real milky white. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is those like coppery colored mm -hmm. deposits. And then the third is kind of like a combination of the two or like really bigger pieces. So so yeah, so what we do is is collect those. We haven't delineated out the different ones. So that's a great, sure. that's a great idea. Um, however, I will say from, from what we see, so, We've tested them with mass spec for every lipid. We've tested mass spec for every protein. Um, and we've looked at cells. And so I think you have most of these patients are gonna have an increase in cells, both epithelial cells and the neutrophils. Um, I think those are the ones that they're probably coming from the blood vessels themselves. So that's like your okay. tight fit midday mm -hmm. fog or maybe. Or your loose fit midday fog. That's the thing, it's like we don't really know, mm -hmm. but something stimulates the, the blood vessels, right? to release these things. The other is the like ocular surface kind of disease. So I think those are more people with lipid abnormalities mm -hmm. because one of the things that we're finding is 
cholesterol esters and wax esters, which make up about 80% of the meibomian gland lipids, are way increased in midday fogging. Yeah. And guess what? They're also way increased in the exact same way in patients with meibomian gland disease. Right, right. So I, I think we're kind of there. Like I could say, you know, I'm always a little careful just because like when I wear my research hat, it's like mm-hmm. we don't have the, the evidence to say that definitively. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to be careful on that because I think we can go down into a dangerous space when I start just like projecting what I think. But, but I do, I do, I would hypothesize that when you've got that more coppery color, mm-hmm. that's maybe more cells, that's blood vessels, that's, mm-hmm. you know, so, but again, yeah, how do we fit that to reduce it? Working on that, diameters, different things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the meibomian gland, ocular surface disease, fogging, where go after the, you know, like manage the lids, but. Wow, yeah, I, some I think, interesting stuff. I think, uh, I think, again, being naive and not being like a dry eye guru, um, I think I just take for granted some things. Like, well, don't we all secrete the same stuff out of our meibomian glands? Isn't all meibom the same? Is it? Probably not. Probably Definitely there's a not, huge yeah. range of what's <laughs> yeah. secreted, and and is that modifiable too? And, and you know, so are there other therapies I can treat my patient with that will mm-hmm. reduce their fogging other than trying to fix the fit somehow right. or fill it with something. Can I put my patient on some type of modification treatment mm-hmm. that will actually impact their midday fogging right. from a pill they take or a drop they use or something sure. yeah. separate? Yeah, so one, I always have a conversation. There's a guy um, who's really a, like a neutrophil expert and he said, hey, have you ever tried using mast cell stabilizers on these guys? That, nope. And he said, well, if you use mast cell stabilizer, you should reduce the recruitment of neutrophils in the mm-hmm. first place. Yeah. So looking at that, I have patients who I will off-label put on allergy medications, um, you know, and, and certainly, you know, as we're learning more about the meibomian gland, you know, therapeutics and kind of what yeah. they're actually attacking, um, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we'll get there, I think, but mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of steps along the way. For sure, for sure. And yeah, and, and again, probably not enough people looking at it. Right. I mean, I what you're doing is great, but we could use five of you, ten of you out there yeah. doing yeah. the same thing yeah. from taking other angles. Because uh, again, I, see, I start thinking about how many different types of patients and types of fits you get with scleral lenses and all the things that are hard to control. And you just need a volume of patients to be able to tease this stuff out. And can you get that, you know? just being by yourself or one person. No. <laughs> so we could use more help. So there we go. Uh, this is the Somebody plea, to, collaborate the plea with to industry me. to give more money for scleral exactly. research, right? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Let's get that second lathe financed. There we go. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. It, it really is that the way scleral lens fitting is becoming so fistic- sophisticated yeah. compared to 10 years ago. It's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Is there anything else, maybe not even in your own research, but just scleral lens research hypothesis? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff like this whole IOP thing and whatever. What else, um, what do you see out there when you look at what's being done with scleral research from other people that you find interesting or thought provoking Um, or that needs more follow up on? Yeah, so one area that I'm not really involved in but I'm very interested in is the like optics and the these like wavefront guided lenses where you're correcting these higher order aberrations 
And not only that, but like, how does the brain and the neurology, because we know with keratoconus or with anything, you adapt to what you have. So when we first put these patients in some of these very sophisticated optics designs, their brain doesn't always, you know, we don't know. Some of them do fine. Some of them, it takes a couple of days. Some of them, they, they just, they can't sure. adjust. So kind of how we can advance the optics mm -hmm. and, and some of that stuff, which I, I don't do, but I'm always interested in, in how that works, especially because keratoconus is my, those are 95% of my patients. Right. So, um, you know, helping them. So I think, yeah, the optics stuff, the IOP stuff I think is, I mean, I, I study it a lot, but I, I don't worry. I've, I always start my lectures saying, like, I have never taken a patient out of scleral lenses because of an increased right, myopia. Right. Um, so that's like a whole nother talk. I think it's interesting. I actually have a PhD student now who's looking at IOP and following optic nerve changes in keratoconus and glaucoma patients okay. wearing sclerals. So um, I think, you know, I, I don't think that's as big of a deal as people make it out to be sometimes, but it's like if it's one person who you're right. working yeah. with disease, it needs one to be. One out of a hundred, right. it's still a, it's still one, a significant know? condition. Well, and it can so. be, you know, there's always like towing this line of different specialties of like, we need to, you know, if we don't know what's going on with these, patients won't trust us, other professionals won't trust us, right. you know? So I think the more we can you know, not say, oh, whatever, and like look and say, you know, let's, even if we get a, you know, no result, right. that's a good result, you know? Well, I think related to IOP especially because there were some major leaps that people were making in the beginning related to elevated pressure and sclerals, right? right? And now to sort that out to find out, even if so, what does it mean, right? Right, yeah. right. And I think, and I think for those of us who fit a good number, we all have our theory, yeah. what we see, but you can't pass that off as science. It's right. anecdotal. Right. Right. We talk about it, but you know. But when, it's what starts, right? It's like what that's starts. what starts the conversation. It triggers, but then yeah. the, the follow through is mm -hmm. who's gonna actually do this yeah. scientifically right. and give the rest of the world an actual bit of data. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Maria, do you play golf? I don't, but my fiance is a major golfer and ah. both of my parents are actually really big golfers. okay so that's three people so we yeah. need to send her home with at least three sleeves of ball maybe just send her a whole dozen like a whole box a whole box Yay. would be good I think so, may yes. I interrupt well so right. this is so I do golf with my parents sometimes and this will be now I can look at the tip of the M right you're supposed to look oh, at something on like the ball it. I like right? it there's yeah. plenty there yeah. to uh, my mom hold like your that. attention yeah, my keep mom you from looking see, up I just noticed when these balls were made that this doesn't line up perfectly. This would really affect my game, as you know, Jason. It's, uh, is know, it possible so, to affect your game, So Craig? sophisticated the way I play. See, Craig's gonna blame the alignment of the logo on the ball, and I'm gonna blame the six beers he had before he teed off on the first tee. Oh, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be a little more likely. I, I like beer golf. Right, There's no, right. Doubt, there's no doubt And I imagine, it. you know, if you want to keep your beer cold, exactly. may I interrupt? Thermos would be the way to go as See, well. See, we will know that we've accomplished something someday when you're playing golf 
somewhere in Indiana. Right. And you go in the woods to find your and ball. There's a May and I you find ball. one of these instead. For right? sure. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And people are going to be like, what is this May I interrupt about? Yeah. And they're going to Google it and they'll sit there and watch it on YouTube yeah. and laugh and go, who are these jokers? I, I found a golf ball recently where it said on this, if you found it, please return to. There's a name and stuff on it. Right. Send it that's back to fantastic. me. That's fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. So. Yeah. Just have gold nuggets inside the mall. Yeah, exactly. So as we start to bring this to a close, can you give us a, any other peek into what you think is going to happen in the future of specialty contact lenses? Although you've shared a ton already, <laughs> we're saying we want more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think with this whole myopia management, and I, you know, I think that certainly with sclerals, I think we'll see that maybe come, you know, maybe start using those with some of the patients a little bit more. Um, yeah, but I, I think the big, the big. Okay, so let me is, get yeah, that straight. Ahead. Yeah. So you're saying sclerals for myopia management? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I think that there's exploration to be had Done. there. Um, I'm not sure if I would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, Jason and I have been talking about so. this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At um, least minutes. Right. Well, you know, the least. stability of the optics is, is huge. Sure. Um, and the ability to really customize in a, in a very specific way to... Like, you know, and, and I mean, you see everybody doing these decentrated optics and things, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Like when I was a resident, I was actually with Matt Lampa, like measuring the offset of the oh, people. Yeah. And it was like huge. Yeah. And then all the lenses are decentering the opposite way. So I think we'll see more and more. I, I think it's all about like the sophistication of the optics, yeah. but then also the, the drug treatments, right? Like developing new therapeutics and using this as a, as a device. Like, I, so I actually was recently diagnosed with EBMD. So I had these recurrent corneal erosions. I couldn't even open my eye. I put that scleral lens in with yeah. my fortified antibiotics and you know, know what I mean? Like I that's know. the way to do yeah, it. It's I think, magic. I think patients who come in for an abrasion, that's, that should be first line treatment. Put that in the lens and, and That is great. Have your stock of bandaged sclerals. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that always, it, it begs the question, well, like, where did they come from? I'm like, I'll tell you where mine came from. I just pulled it out of the, you know, Correct. whatever child that exactly. I had, it, slapped on a soft lens on the top so I could see, yeah. and we're in business. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's we, slightly we have, off label. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the patient was happy with the outcome, yeah. so that's right. all that she matters. Sure <laughs> right. That's um, awesome. But well, yeah, I mean, it's so fun. Maria, all I have to say is you got to keep up the great work. I mean, yeah, we that, need what you do big time as a, as industry as a whole. Yeah. And sure. uh, I think it's wonderful having known you since your residency and to watch the way things have developed and, you know, it's going fast, I'm sure for you, if, you know, mm -hmm. but now you got the PhD behind you, you can yeah. stay a little more focused on yeah, other stuff, but exactly. man, keep up the good work. It's yeah. It's incredible. And you know that my claim to fame someday will be that I interviewed for the same job as Maria Walker. That's right. That's yeah. right. That is, that's been my claim to <laughs> yeah, fame. Right. In, in well, it has been uh, yours, Indiana. but it will be mine oh, eventually because uh, Maria will be so far. Well, you know there. what? The, you know what was so cool is when I was, they were like, Jason Jedlick was applying for a job. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's so they exactly actually, what he said when they, <laughs> Walker they actually opened up two positions for us. So I almost, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, I almost went to IU. So that's wow. like the ultimate compliment. It's yeah. Like, yeah, we'll take you too. Well, our state would have <laughs> we were already going to take him. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. That's wow. pretty high praise, but well deserved. So yeah. Thank you. That is fantastic. Awesome. So, uh, Jason, anything else as we wrap up? No, uh, just again, if you love the little thermos water bottle or golf ball, uh, let somebody at Oculus know. We love to get this merch out in your hands. Tell the world about it. Um, if you've watched this, watch another one and share it on your social media. Help us get the word out. So, um, so what does this do? I have no Besides clue. Besides, you I take think, a picture of I it. I think if you, yeah, it's scan take, it, yeah, right, yeah, and it'll take you to the. May I interrupt? I think it does. Uh, probably should find that up before well, I our next episode. I thought this was your responsibility. So, no, I thought that was yours. My, here we, here we I, go. I'm the merch guy. Yeah. This is my job. <laughs> That's okay. your job. Okay. No matter what, at least scan this. Okay, we'll figure out later where you're going. <laughs> or if one of you scan it, why don't you send me an email and let me know exactly what happens. Right. Tell terrific. Craig what happened. <laughs> terrific as well. Maria, thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. you, Maria. And again, you. congratulations you. on everything you've accomplished this year. Thank you. You know, especially that boulder that's on your left right. hand. Right, right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of May I Interrupt? Please continue to watch future episodes as we are broadcasting from the American Academy of Optometry. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Bye.